And also every pharmacist that's listening, knowing that filling more prescriptions doesn't necessarily mean you're making more money, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, we have a lot big numbers, but you know, it's all about profit. It's not about numbers. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello, everyone. Dr. Lisa Faust here, and I have a wonderful episode today with a fellow pharmacy owner, and we are going to be talking about pharmacy automation technology. If you have been following me at all or know how I run my pharmacies, you know that I absolutely love technology. I typically am an early adopter. I'm always one of the first ones to try some new software, some new gadget, some new technology. And frankly, that becomes um, out of a need of where I grew up in pharmacy, if you will. Um, I owned my first pharmacy in California and California has really restrictive laws on the number of technicians we can have for pharmacists. If you just have one pharmacist on duty, you can only have one technician. I know it's crazy whenever I tell um, Midwestern pharmacy owners about that, where there are a lot of them don't have any limits, you know, their mind is kind of blown. And so I was forced to lean into technology in order order to improve efficiency and, you know, keep patient safety and all the things that we're concerned about uh, because we were restricted on the kind of help that we could have. And so I love pharmacy automation dispensing. I've owned a lot of the big robots out there um, myself and my own pharmacies. And I've obviously worked with a lot of pharmacies who have, you know, bought these. And when I talk to pharmacy owners about adding some of these automated dispensing robots into their pharmacy, um, they're hesitant. Um, their first one is always, well, it's really expensive. And you're right, they, they do cost money and they are expensive. Um, yes, you can finance them and you make the payments really affordable, but there is a cost to them. And when there is a cost like that, a pharmacy owner, rightfully so, should always be concerned in, am I going to get my money back? Like, how am I going to use this? Is this technology really going to help me either save money or is it going to help me grow my pharmacy so that I'm earning the extra revenue, not only to pay for the machine, we don't want to just break even, we want to go above that and we want to create profit. And so these automation technology, um, different dispensing systems out there, and there's several several different ones out there, um, they can actually help you grow your pharmacy and become more profitable. And so I have a wonderful pharmacy owner, Steve Roll, that has um, done this in his own pharmacy. And he's, and he's in a small town. Uh, many times when I talk to pharmacy owners, they say, oh, that sounds great, but I'm in a small town. And they kind of use that as a barrier to success. So um, I think it's fantastic that Steve is going to be sharing his story. And he comes from a very small town, uh, much smaller than, you know, a lot of the pharmacies that I've owned and operated in. And he's been highly successful in improving his pharmacy growth and metrics by leveraging um, prescription automation. So Steve, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the episode. Um, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your pharmacy, where you're from, where you're located, um, so that we can get to know you a little better. Thanks, Lisa. Um, my name is Steve Roll. I have um, three pharmacies in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, rural Upper Peninsula. Our largest store and kind of our, our sister store where we have most of our technology is located in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Iron Mountain, but... Um, nope. <laughs> Well, if you're a sports fan, Tom Izzo and Steve Mariucci graduated from Iron Mountain High School, and I guess that's our claim to fame. Um, so I'm like you. I've been always I've been a pharmacy owner for about 19 years. Been a pharmacist for 37 years. 
but I, I've always been an early adopter too with technology. Um, because not believe it or not, nine, 37 years ago when I started, I was like one of the younger pharmacists that you know was more the technology guru. Now I feel I'm on the other end of the spectrum and have a lot of other younger pharmacists that are better at technology, but um, I can still fumble through it. But we have, yeah, always had a lot of technology. We have an obviously we have an IVR system. We have a Script Pro SP200 that we had. We had IVR, then we had SP200, then we had a TCGRX packaging machine, this big, large packaging machine that was labor intensive and you feel the little exception trays. And, you know, if anybody's looked into that, they kind of know about that. And then about a year or so ago, we, we switched, we made a switch to the TCGRX, much smaller. And as we grew, our pharmacy also got more cramped. So the extra space, you know, was a, was a nice addition too, um, by getting rid of the TCGRX. So, um, and that machine is, is a little bit more, it's a lot less labor intensive and where it's a lot less pharmacist labor intensive, I feel, you know, and let's face it, that's, that's your most expensive labor in your pharmacy. So um, it's been a good thing for us. You know, we've also um, adopted, um, you know, MedSync real early on. And we have lots and lots of patients on MedSync. Probably 65 to 70% at least of our patients are in MedSync. And I think that's a key if you're going to add like an RX safe or something technology. You need to be able to plan your workflow, you know, and it's in MedSync allows you to do that, you know. And so um, that's my first tip, whether, you know, probably the most important thing if you're thinking of added, adding, you got to get your patients synced as many as you can to free up or to your time and to let you kind of schedule your, your workflow a little better. Um, we are busy. Um, this past 12 months, we, we averaged a little over 19,000 prescriptions a month. Um, so we fill between 600 and 1,000, 1,100 a day. Um, we're open 24. We're open seven days a week. Um, yeah, that but, is nuts. Uh, I just want to take a moment. Like, congratulations. That is that is amazing. And I mentioned earlier in my opening that you're in a small town. And so I think it's really important to kind of point out, like, you're filling just under 20,000 scripts a month in a town of about, what, 12,000-ish people or so? Yeah, but we have a radius that we draw from a little Yeah, of course, there's always, because, there's always a bigger radius, but it's, yeah. you know, just to kind of bust that myth that you can't be a busy pharmacy or you can't earn the business of the majority of your community when you're in a small town. Um, you know, I think you just, you know, proved the the myth buster that that's not possible. So I just want to say congratulations on that. So yeah, and, and I could throw probably from my pharmacy, throw a baseball through Walgreens window. So, uh, <laughs> so we're right across the street from Walgreens. Um, and we have a Walmart um, pharmacy in, in our town too, but we're the only independent pharmacy. So we've kind of um, emerged as kind of like, and, and I don't even want to say a specialty pharmacy because when we fill that many prescriptions, we're obviously not just filling specialty drugs, but but we tend to gravitate to the more complex patients. You know, we do all the assisted living facilities in the town. And um, when you kind of get that reputation, the other business kind of flows too. Um, you know, we're, we don't have a drive-through. Um, and so, you know, we're doing that. And I think that helps. I think it helps with workflow too. You know, when Walgreens moved, moved across the street, I ran a big eight radio ad that said, 
uh, radio campaign that said, you know, at the drugstore, we believe drive throughs are for French fries and hamburgers, not for your prescription. <laughs> you know, and, and like we don't have one and we'll never have one. You know, I mean, you know, so I love it. I love it. You know, we, you know, like your health is more important than that. You know, yep. so we want to talk to you kind of thing. And, and we've kind of that's kind of our what we pride ourselves on is customer service, customer interaction, that kind of stuff. But um, technology certainly lets us do that. Yep. So when, you know, you've obviously have gone through that decision-making process as somebody who has considered technology because you've had lots of different technologies. And so if somebody is watching this and they're thinking like, gosh, you know, I go to these trade shows or maybe somebody was at our pharmacy profit summit and they saw, you know, RX safe and they saw the, the robots there and they're kind of like trying to make that decision of, is it worth it? You know, how do you answer that? I mean, you gave us your numbers. So, and I just want to like recap some of those. So you grew, um, you do just under 20,000 a year now. And the year before that you did about 17,000 a year. So you've Correct. increased your prescriptions, you know, somewhere around 13 to 14%. Um, and you mentioned in, in our, in our call that um, over half of those increased prescriptions came from packaging. And so that's a huge difference. And I think the big change happened when you had the right technology, because you had the TCGRX before, um, not to say that it's a bad machine. It's just, I, just like with PMS systems, it, when you have these big kinds of things that are integral to your pharmacy, everybody's workflow is different. Everybody's demographics different. Your staff is different. Um, but it was, it was causing a hindrance partly because of the size and the labor intensive. And then when you switch to the RX safe, it's like your packaging exploded when you had over 50% of that growth from packaging. So, you know, what do you yeah. have to say when somebody's like, should I get this machine? I think you gave a first good, great rule of thumb. You got to have sync. I absolutely am a, in like, amen to that. You've got to be proactive in filling prescriptions. These are monthly recurring things. We know when people are going to be needing their stuff. We don't have to be so reactive. We can be reactive to the amoxicillins or the, you know, the other kinds of things, but we shouldn't be reactive for those regular meds. Um, but we can you know, be reactive to the lack of amoxicillin. We got a colleague and something days. else. Yeah. Goodness gracious. That's Crazy. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Um, right. And, uh, but, you know, like, let's save that reactiveness for the acute needs. And so, you know, kind of taking all that in now that you're on the other side of having gone through several technologies um, and even changed the same technology, you know, you went from one strip packager to another strip packager. What what would you say to somebody who's having that thought process of because we're, we're, we're here at the end of the year. Section, section 179 tax breaks are, are here. A lot of people make that decision to buy a robot at the end of the year because yep. they do it out of tax pressure and then they don't know what to do with the darn thing. So, right. So, right. And, and also every pharmacist that's listening, knowing that filling more prescriptions doesn't necessarily mean you're making more money, yep. you know? And, and, and so, yeah, we have a lot big numbers, but you know, it, it's all about profit. It's not about numbers. Um, so we're also a combo pharmacy, you know, and we have a contract with Jerry Med. Now I know there's a couple other people out there that do that, but our, um, with that, you know, our, all our packaged prescriptions, all our patients, our packaging are billed through a separate NPI number that we got when we became a combo pharmacy. And none of those prescriptions are subject to DIR fees. That's big, you know, and I know they're supposed to go away in 2024, but we all know they're going to 
find a way to get their money, you know? And, but right now, and I, I can't comment on how, what the difference is because right now there are DIRFs are so, you know, smoke and mirrors, but we, um, starting this next month, we're going to be able to get claim level detail on our DIR fees. So we'll be able to, to kind of do some analysis with our package prescriptions and our non-package prescriptions and DIR fees and stuff like that. So that'll be really interesting. But that's where, in my mind, we're, you know, one place where we're getting a lot of return on our investment, you know, you know how much you're paying in DIR fees. So if you can move 20% of your business or so out, out of that, you know, is that 20% less DIR fees? You know, I mean, maybe in theory. So, um, you know, and then we, we're able to grow without labor. But I, I will say now that we have a meeting just next week with our packaging department, pharmacists and technicians, because they're starting to struggle. They're trying to say, yeah, okay, we grow now this much. Now we need some more help, you know, and, and we're attentive to that and we're aware of that. But um, I mean, you can't grow indefinitely without without any help. But um you know, the DIR fees are a big thing. And, and I think that sometimes it's overlooked to do that combo pharmacy thing. And, and if you're doing strip packaging, you're, you're certainly going to qualify for that. And it's not difficult because you're a combo pharmacy. You don't have to keep separate inventories. Yep. And it's, it's, it's just, just got to fill the paperwork and pay a little bit of monthly fee. <laughs> That's about yeah, all. It, it really is. And I, I want to touch on that it, because I remember I'm, I'm of an older generation as well. And I remember back in the day when it was a very manual process and you had to have right you know, we had a separate shelf that was just for this inventory. That is not the way anymore. It really is very simple. And I, I'm a Jerry Med fan too. And there are other people out there that do it, but um, I, you know, I just have the most experience with them, but yeah, it is fill out some paperwork, pay a fee and it, it becomes a lot easier. So it is not a lot of work and you don't need a lot of prescriptions to benefit. I mean, frankly, if you have just a few patients, it is worth it because you're right. You save on the DIR fees. Reimbursements um, can actually be different and change. Same. And so there's a lot of benefits, even with a small number of patients. Right. And we have Pioneer RX software system. And, you know, we we can identify those patients that other NPI, it's all runs in the background. Nobody has to think like, how am I billing this? Am I billing this to this NPI or that NPI or this patient? It, it just, it's seamless as far as that goes too. So, so it's, yeah, that's one thing for sure. If you're going to get a packaging machine, you're going to want to take that next step um, into becoming a, a combo pharmacy. Yep. What, how did, um, you know, it obviously did help increase volume for you. So what was your, you know, did you have a plan in mind beforehand or did you formulate a plan after the fact? Like, how did you make it to where people are like, that's interesting. I want that. Whether it's a, a patient or a potential patient, or whether it was a provider, you know, somebody that might send you patients. Yeah. A couple of things. When we had our old system and because it was so labor intensive, we charged for packaging. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't charge our assisted living facilities, but our, just our outpatients are just customers. They wanted to have their meds packaged. We charged them $10 a month. And, you know, a lot of people on fixed incomes or whatever that, 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 that was a deterrent, you know? And so when we got our TCGRX machine, we took away the fee, you know, we put up posters in our pharmacy. Would you like to, you know, receive your meds like this? There's no extra charge, you know? And, and I know people are going to say like, Oh, you do all that and you don't charge. Well, there's a, you know, you pay for vials and you pay for caps and you pay for all that other stuff too. So there, there's some expense there. And the other thing is when you're packaging your prescriptions, you, they're getting 
prescription. They're getting 12 fills a year. They're getting however many fills. They're not, you know, if they're three days late, you know, 12 months out of the year, you got 11 fills out of that. You know, you didn't get 12 fills. So you're keeping your meds, your patients compliant. You're helping your star ratings. You're getting more fills. You're losing your DAR fees. You know, it's a whole combination. It's not one thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I the way that I've an, a, analyzed it in our pharmacies that we've implemented the the RX Safe Rapid Pack is it's almost like a wash. You know, yes, there's a a cost of labor and a cost of dispensing, but there is on the retail side too. Like like you said, right. the vials and things. You know, so to me, it's it's about a wash because and like you said, you get that extra fills, you get those compliances. Um, we tend to stick to the 30 days. I know some pharmacies do 28 days where, you know, then you can get like the 13th fill. Um, we tend to stick to the 30 days. I just have never been in a community that didn't like not getting those two extra days <laughs> of, you yeah. know, other stuff. We do 30 just as yeah, an aside. Yeah, we, we do 30. So, I mean, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong. Whatever works for your patients is fine. Um, but yeah, so I kind of see that as a wash. So to me, you know, that's the cake. And then the la the lack of DIR fees is, you know, icing. And then you just keep pouring on some more icing because um, can you talk a little bit about being a combo pharmacy and the different reimbursement rates? Um, have you seen a difference in that? Um, I know it's kind of plan specific. Um, we've only seen differences in one plan ourselves, but um, have, have you noticed any difference in the reimbursement rates? Not a lot, you know, and maybe that'll come. I don't know, but that's, you know, that's not one thing I mentioned in my reasons. Yeah, no, because I don't, right. But I'm saying because I don't know that there's a grand difference in in, yeah. in reimbursement other than the DIR fees, and you can kind of well, the DIR fees your reimbursement are huge. Yeah, I mean, th right. those those are huge in themselves, and I just know the shift to medical at home. Um, I know uh, RX Safe is working. They're working with you know NCPA. They're working with a lot of things to try to get those those uh, medical at home, you know, reimbursements changed to, to be like to match the facilities kinds of things. Right. And so we've seen one plan, you know, do that. Um, I was just kind of curious if, you know, you had seen it, not that it was necessarily a reason. I think that's kind right. of in the future, right. but I think it's coming. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's coming and I think it's going to be localized in pockets and it's going to, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, make a trend across the United States. You know, the, the other area where you can market it to is um, to, people my age whose parents are in their seventies and eighties and still living at home, but they're, you know, their sons or their daughters are trying to manage their meds and they get it. That's takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort on their part. And if you can take that away from them, um, that's also a place where you can market and get, and get new patients. So it's not always marketing to the, the patients themselves. Sometimes it's marketing to the family. The family. That's a, that's a really big point. I have surprisingly found that people that are in my shoes, you know, the, the, the mom, the parent with, you know, full-time jobs with multiple kids, multiple sports. Um, I prefer the packaging. It's a convenience thing. It has, it is not really right. so much a compliance issue. But if I have kids and if they're on vitamins or they're on a prescription or they're on something, it is so much easier to, you know, hand out the packs to everybody and you're not pulling down all these bottles. Like, don't forget the convenience factor either. And I mean, yes, it's convenience for the elderly parents too, but that one is really more, I think of a compliance. Like we want to make sure our, our parents are taking their meds because um, chances are they're really important meds. Whereas, you know, maybe my kids' vitamins aren't so important, but um, I do want them to take it, but it's really more of a time convenience factor. So I think there's both the safety and health and 
you know, better outcomes with compliance, but there's also just the time and, you know, Hey, did I remember to give my kid the vitamin D today, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I think there is that sandwich generation where they have both of those needs. They're, they're looking to improve their time and they're looking to improve the health of, you know, family members and loved ones. So, um, I've actually been surprised by how many like moms, and busy parents, I say moms because I'm a mom, but busy parents in general, um, how they're interested in the compliance packaging. You know, another place, school nurses love it. Yep. A lot, especially, you know, for those, those kids that are taking medications during the day that they have to pass out um, instead of just, you know, oh, can you give us an extra bottle and that kind of stuff? And then, you know, counting the pills and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that's another place you can kind of target that, you know, it, it is the schools and school nurses. Yeah. A big one that I will, I don't know if you've gotten into this, um, but summer camps, summer camps are the exact same thing. So for kids that need to take, you know, vitamins, prescriptions, anything to summer camp, um, I've known some pharmacies that they do so much packaging in just the, the summer months for summer camps that it pays for, you know, the entire year um, because of that influx for, for camp. And they kind of become like camp specialists and they work with the camps and they make sure they have all the, you know, the medical information they need, but then they package everything. And, and that is the only way the camp, some of those camps will only allow, you know, them to come that way, because you're right. It's so much easier than trying to count pills and, you know, oh my gosh, we're one short, what happened to this? And the safety and security is just, you know, far and above what happens with vials. So that's another really big area. I don't know if you have many summer camps up in Michigan, but that, that might be an option for you. We're not too many because everybody has their own camp. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't find me in your neck of the woods in winter. That's for sure. I'll, I'll yeah. stick to my Southern uh, roots and uh, stay warm, but uh, maybe in the, maybe in the spring and summer we'll, we'll head up there, but um, any last words for somebody that's, you know, is just a little hesitant. Um, not sure. We you know we mentioned some of the tax benefits, which, you know, you get to take advantage of each year if you, if you order, um, but any other last words of somebody who might be considering adding automation, whether it's an RX safe rapid pack machine or something else. I, I rarely talk to anybody that regrets it, you know, like, like yeah. two years, they might regret it a month after they purchased it because it's, it is a, you know, there's a learning curve and all that stuff, but you talk to those pharmacists a year down the road or something, you know, nobody seems to ever regret any technology, you know, that they embrace once they got it figured out, you know? Yep. Nope. That is perfect. So if somebody wants to just check out your pharmacy, um, I think you've got a really great, awesome thing going there. They're going to be up in your neck of the woods or something. Um, what was the name of your pharmacy and the website of your pharmacy? Um, the name of a pharmacy is the drugstore. I didn't name it, but it's not, <laughs> but I bought it. And, and our website is tdsrx.com. Awesome. And if, if you're listening to this and you're interested in the strip packing machine that Steve has been talking about, it is the RX Safe Rapid Pack, um, which uh, when I first saw the machine, it blew me away. It's a very, very small footprint, especially compared to some of the other packaging machines out there. And it's also very fast, which, um, you know, Steve has talked multiple times that it was much less labor intensive um, than his previous model. But you can always contact RX Safe. It's RX safe.com. Just go to their website. They've got tons of videos and tons of information um, and see if it's a right fit. And it is, it is December. We are recording this in December. 
there's still probably time if, if you want to take advantage of some tax breaks. Some of us have had some really good years, some really good profitable years, and you might be looking to, you know, offset some taxes and it's something that you would be purchasing anyways. Um, then now might be the time to reach out and see if you can get it in uh, before the end of the year to take advantage of that. So thank you for spending some time with me today, Steve. It was a pleasure um, to get to know you better. And I know you've helped many pharmacy owners and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And if anyone wants to talk to me personally, they can they can go to our website, tdsrx.com and find my contact information. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.